anyone in trouble? Your thoughts in the text I mean, line? No, I don't care. I don't care. He what still has thinks. the billions, uh, right? Like maybe a few, fewer billions, but like there's still a number of billions there. Buddy, here's all I'll tell you is that I I don't think you get to be the richest man in the world by not caring about money. You know, like being reckless yeah. and and having money. Uh, dwindle away. So, original price of Twitter. I, I wish I missed Joe today. Billion? I want to say it was like thirteen billion, wasn't it? Does that seem? Uh, is that high? I mean, it obviously seems high because you're yeah. you're you're wrong. I wouldn't pay thirteen dollars yeah, for it. What? It's well. Uh, so, wait. No, this is yesterday. So here's what I'll say. If the, Oh no, this is all screwy. I need Joe. I can't do a talk radio show and Google <laughs> yeah. at the same time. I can't I can't be responsible or, for any or of God this. God forbid, like do the research Dude, before you <laughs> you bring I, up the topic. Well, I didn't think that I was gonna look I didn't think I was gonna go in this direction, to be honest. I I, I ref, referenced this the other day on the show that a lot of times I know exactly what my three talking points are gonna be off the top, but then I just let the consciousness stream, you know, and then it takes over and oh, sometimes boy. it zags in different directions. Yeah, okay. So you got it? Forty four right, billion. Yeah, that no, so that was what I thought I read at the beginning, but then I read further and I don't think that it actually is forty four billion. I also Googled original price of Twitter in the first I mean, thing this I is a New up. York Times article. Elon Musk completes forty four billion dollar deal to own Twitter. So All right. I don't know. So then that is right. Okay, cool. So <laughs> then he bought it for forty four billion dollars. I was yeah. seeing people yesterday saying that the price has dropped more than half. Since he has acquired it, I can't say that I'd spend twenty dollars on Twitter today. But that's you would absolutely you wouldn't buy Twitter for twenty dollars. I'm like Ben is you would Twitter. It's called hyperbole. (laughs) Yeah, JD. (laughs) Well, you took it too far. You can't do that. You're gonna be like, I wouldn't give my life savings for Twitter, and I'd be like, "Mm, that's an interesting one because you know it is everything. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you could run Twitter better. I really do. This is what's crazy to me is, okay, what was weird about yesterday with Threads, and if you haven't heard, Threads is uh, the Zuckerberg version of Twitter. It sucks, by the way. I just need to say that Threads is completely oh. terrible. It's one of the worst things I've ever – it's one of the worst products I have ever used in my entire life. But it was super wanna, cool. I don't want to derail you, but, like, it's th- – this is – this – the the whole threads thing and and I I saw it blowing up on Twitter yesterday and and started mm-hmm. my own account this morning by which I mean I mean late two thousand and late that's two thousand and late and it it just takes your whatever your Facebook information your Instagram account yeah. and you yeah know, you make a Threads account but that's why people it, do it, it the biggest problem with this thing is you know a problem we've talked about for, at times in this industry is that it feels like it was made by somebody who never uses Twitter, who doesn't understand the appeal of what that type of social media is. All I care about is getting my chronological timeline, not being force-fed information. The algorithm. I know what I want. I know the information I want curated to me. Don't... Independent woman. Yeah. I know what I want. Well, <laughs> right. It's just, it's, it's, that's the only thing I care about when it comes to this type of stuff. And, and to not even have the option to choose your own feed is, like, well, what's the point? Like, who, who thought that was a good idea? So it's so funny because obviously there are people there that wanted to succeed so badly because they hate Elon Musk. As though, 
Mark Zuckerberg is this big sweetie pie awesome dude who they just want for support. It's incredible, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Anyway, so we've got all these people that are on there like, ha ha, Elon, ha ha, you know, Elon, yeah, ha 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 ha. Yeah, oh my God, it is. Yeah, it's it's really embarrassing. And they want it to work so badly that they're already apologizing for threads. Like I had people, I criticized it on my thread feed. No big deal. I'm kind of a bad boy yeah, on threads. You have four threads, a, I saw. Yeah, I did a, threads. yeah, I did a swear and I said something about Elon. I'm pretty bad on there. It's no big deal. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, four. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we've got four. I, I saw. I, I, I'm like, okay, um, fine. You can all want this to work. But, yeah, there were already people apologizing for it. Like, this thing rules. This thing is going to get so much better. This thing is going to be great. This thing is going to get all the bugs fixed out of it. This thing is going to be this. This thing is going to be that. I'm like, this is where we're at is that people have made hating Twitter an identity online, right? But they know they're attached to it, and they know they need to keep using it. So they're still going to be going back there. I actually saw people. I'm not going to say who, but I did see one really prominent media figure tweeting at people like this is the right thing to do oh <laughs> no being, no yes i'm not no yes yeah, deciding with facebook not from is this the country. right thing yeah, to do I know, I know like do I know. your your Dude. country a, a service and, i know and I know. <laughs> do the right thing your children will thank you for choosing Any? threads over twitter i know and then like an hour later when I went over to Twitter, I saw him still tweeting there, you know, dropping his tweets for his show. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, I, I want, I, of I want Mark Zuckerberg to know that I will also tweet things like that if, if he hands me the bag. I mean, for me, it would be a bag. For him, it would be like, yeah, pocket change. But, yeah, of course, I can be a sleeper cell. I, I can talk about how, yeah – we can we can all change the world by going to threads over Twitter. I can also do that because I am very Facebook much totally unblemished record no, when it comes to their online activities as we Zuckerberg all know. Zuckerberg got the uh, Congressional Medal of Freedom, didn't he? Like didn't he get the yeah, Nobel Peace Prize? Buddy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's great. He's a really great guy. Not weird at all. Anyways, no. uh, the, the, just to circle back to the Elon money thing though. I don't care how rich he is. I don't care how you just you can't get that rich. You can't be that guy and not care about losing that money. Like 100%. when I lose no, a cares. sports Big bet, time. when I lose a juicy sports bet, oh, yeah. I think about it for weeks. You know, I think about it for weeks. I cannot yeah. imagine buying Twitter for forty-four billion and then today the valuation is like twenty billion dollars. And how he's sleeping? He's got to make some adjustments. I wonder if this. Like the threads thing, maybe this just knocks him in line a little bit because Twitter is fine. Twitter is good. Even I, I got to tell you, the rate limit thing, it, it hasn't affected me since the Saturday. Well, they stopped. Uh, oh, they got rid of the rate limit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was obviously, and it was like marketed as like a thing that was intentional. It clearly was not. Like there was something. Oh, I thought that I just wasn't hitting my rate limit and that it was clunky on the Saturday. Anyway, Twitter you is fine. You're not hitting I, your rate limit? Like you live on your phone. Like obviously we're hitting no, your dude, rate limit. That's 
No, but I thought about it though. Is like, do I really read 600 tweets a day? I do yeah. if I'm looking at like the comments on something. No, I'm not on Twitter as much as you think anymore, man. I'm I'm kind of off Twitter. Like I get on there and I'm a little bored and I do a couple scrolls. I would say that I go on Twitter maybe three or four times a day, unless I'm tweeting and like actively want to be involved in a game. But yeah, to your point earlier about, and I know we're going a little long on this now, but um, to your point about these guys not knowing what we want. It's the same thing with Twitter with the following page versus the – wait, which That's one it. is it? It's like fo- they have yeah, following and then they have for you or whatever. For you, yes. I don't want for you. I don't need no. for you. I've already Threads decided like, All we for got me. is for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Great. Threads, is tr- is, Threads, again, one of the worst products that I've ever used. Like I was on there – I tried to stay on there last night to see what was going to happen. You could see who was just so thirsty for it. It was fun. Yeah. But and it was it was cool to see all the uh, people actually signing up because to your point it's super simple in terms of just like through your Instagram it's easy it's something you're familiar with but it's not Twitter and, it, and it's just not going to be Twitter. I also saw the people on there going, "Let's make this one nice," you know. Twitter's toxic. <laughs> this one is going to be for the nice people. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the delusional land. This uh. is insane." Anyway, it was fun to be there last night, but yeah, I'm back. I'm back on the the bluebird one it's just i can get the tweets in a row when a game is happening which is what i care about or a news event i can be scrolling through it that's why deadline day was so depressing or sorry free agency day was so depressing is i wanted news on nba and nhl and there's nobody and what's crazy is that the rest of the world has essentially punted on trying to deliver that kind of news in real time like the 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 tv shows didn't go all day on free agency even with Twitter down, everyone was like, well, that's the end. We only did it until now. It's over. We were like, wait, TV, you can't go away. We need yeah. you now. We've, we, we need you to be back again. There's no other new show. There, the websites aren't built for this. Like, nobody really had a thing other than some small streaming services that were doing Maybe instant reaction like stuff. The, the, uh, this, this may sound dumb because I haven't fully fleshed it out. But, like, no, it's Twitch. Is there, is there not, like, a, a corner of this type of social media space that can be carved out for like sports specific stuff like sports news like a specific like shouldn't but why i know sports that has dabbled in like in in like in attempting to do their own apps uh, with limited no. success as well but like couldn't there be like a deadline app where you <laughs> download and like all the all the all the insiders they have access to it and they are constantly updating it and it's separate from Twitter, and it's only that, right? Like, it's only on those big news days. I mean, it would only be good for, yeah, the, I guess the deadlines. You can find more utility yeah. to it. But, yeah, why, why haven't the, the, the news creators capitalized on, on people wanting information from specifically them on some specific days? Because it's, you just you answered your own question. It's too small. Why would you limit the scope of your audience? You want to make sure that other people end up seeing you. And plus, all those insiders and people who are newsbreakers, they've found ways to monetize that. Like Adrian Wojnarowski basically took over ESPN by flexing his power yes. on Twitter. Why would he want to take it to something that now ESPN owns and like you lose his autonomy and hand it over to the big machine? Like, no, that makes no sense. I mean, right. but that was a horrible I mean, you idea. just kind of also made my point, though. Like, he's so yeah. outsized important uh, during those days that like ESPN would be like, yeah, we actually control his Twitter feed. He doesn't tweet but they anymore. Do. He uses they just run his it on a ESPN ticker. app. 
They just run it on ticker and they do have it on their app. They have all that stuff go breaking news. I'm just saying that no one agrees to one website because those insiders are spread out over other platforms. So you want to be in one hub and that one hub is still Twitter. And I think it's going to remain Twitter for sports fans and I think yeah. it's going to remain Twitter for newsbreakers. I, I just do I don't the like following people again. Like I I, I have carefully curated my <laughs> See this is now follow. I like I can't go from the yeah. ground floor. No, this is not yeah, I'm I'm Twitter until it's completely a ghost ship. See, this is this is the old man take that I was really looking for. We finally got 12 minutes in. We got the NS truth, which is I don't want to learn a new thing and have to follow people. I, I will tell you this. I genuinely was getting anxiety last night a little bit because uh, – you just end up getting – everybody was getting a surge of followers because everybody's going over there. And I was kind of trying to like scroll through the followers to find people I know and maybe missing some. And I, I don't know. I just went, ugh, is this how this is going to be? Like yeah, another sure. place where someone might be offended because they say this person doesn't follow them? Anyway, that's a nightmare. I just don't want it to be a thing. Just Elon, I'm begging you. Just stop. Feeling the need to be the bad guy once a month, just, yeah. just be fine, just be normal, just be normal, just be a normal overlord, you know, just be a normal super mega billionaire who yeah. is the richest man on earth. Is that too much to ask? That the man with so much money that it's impossible for him to spend it all is just a little normal sometimes. Is that too much uh, to ask? That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously it is. Uh, yeah, like, and do what uh, Zuckerberg's I mean, doing. Go do MMA in a cave somewhere well, and they're... pretend you're tough. I mean, I don't think they're, they're going to fight each other, right? I don't think so. Isn't that happening at the so. Roman Coliseum? So. Would no, you pay a hundred dollars so. for that pay per view? Because apparently, that's no. that's what the going rate is going to be. Elon I, I versus tell you, Zuckerberg at the Roman Coliseum. No. I cannot think of something that I I will. Here's what I will do. I will watch it will. out of like you can you yeah exactly. You can talk yourself out. And you're like oh, yeah. I'm too no, but I no, wouldn't pay hundred dollars. I'll steal that hundred percent. Self respect. No, you would have no. to. You would be you'd be opting yeah. out of like the cultural moment of of the decade. Yeah, I, I would, but it would also be so upsetting that that was the cultural moment of the upset. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the decade. This is the world we anyway, in. all right, let's keep it moving. Um, so no Blue Jays game last night. How late do you stay up? How like how late before you start hoping that it's just delayed? Because for me, it's it's like fifteen minutes. They're like, hey, yeah. it's delayed fifteen minutes. I'm like, shut it down. Don't don't keep it yeah. going. Just just do it. To, do two games tomorrow. I'd rather do two games tomorrow than wait another 20 minutes. Well, what I do, um, because I'm so in tune with meteorology, is I go to my, my handy-dandy oh, yeah. radar app, and I look, yeah. and I see whether the there's any hope of, of, the, of, the, of the game being played. And like clearly there was a giant blob of weather over Chicago. It wasn't going to happen, so no. As soon as I, I saw Dan Schulman uh, at uh, Guaranteed Rate, field with like rain dripping through the the roof i was like oh yeah this thing's it's cooked it's not gonna happen and then i i went on to my next train of thought it was like well i have a radio program today and uh, luckily for me i do three to five we're, we're still good to go baseball game's gonna start at five o'clock the first one traditional doubleheader n- not two gates mm. yay yeah i i just immediately when I'm assuming this game is not happening. And then I forgot about it an hour later. Anyways, you know why I kind of wanted it to not be on television, though, is because the Jays haven't been exactly the most exciting product this season. It's nice that Vladdy's starting to hit home runs. That's cool. That's a nice development. Like, if that... If that continues, that might end up changing a lot. I saw you preemptively, by the way, 
Because you're the number one Vladdy hater. I think you would agree that no, you're the no. top dog, top gun I Vlad hater. Anyone. I love No, everyone. no. You do. Just embrace who you are. You're the top go- you're the top gun Vlad hater. You've hated him forever. You're the number one guy to bring up the I, minor league numbers and you've been the- dancing on his grave. You've been dancing on his grave for an entire year and that's fair because that's your position. That's no, your position. Like and you you love being right like us like all of us. We all like yeah. being right. But you've been dancing on Vladdy's grave. You've been saying that he stinks. You've been blah 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 blah. Doing a million different segments on how you were right about how Vlad is not a superstar. And yet, here we are, and I saw a tweet the other day from you, not a thread. I saw a tweet from you the other day where you were like, is this the summer of Vlad? Because you combined your things, which is being afraid of being wrong and love of Seinfeld into a tweet. And that's That's what you did. You're getting out of it. So you believe in Vladdy now. Uh, do I believe in go. Vladdy? Do, um, yeah, see? Co- see the number one Vlad haters in a real pickle now. Okay, here's I what you. I don't believe. I don't believe <laughs> Vlad is like a 19-homer guy, which was like okay. the pace yeah. he was on, right? I think he sure. can hit 30 home runs, which means like he's got an incredible power surge coming in the second half. Um, mm. I believe he can be better than he was in the first half. Can Do I believe he can be like a top 10 hitter in baseball? I mean... I, I believe it's possible. I, I believe I haven't seen enough this season to think that it's going to happen this year. We saw it in 2021, and for, like, the – I'm not going to do that for the thousandth time, describe what I think happened that season. I'd like to see it again in a normal year. But, yeah, he's going to be much better than a guy who's, like, a 790 OPS guy hitting 19 home runs. So that means, just mathematically, he's going to have a much better – second half of the year and I didn't think he was going to go the whole season without a home run at home and yeah he hit a, a bunch on the last homestand and since the middle of June he's he's actually kind of putting things together and it, it must be said truly like from the, the the start of the season to now he has been one of the few guys that when you get him in a runners in scoring position situation he's come through like his his season averages in those situations are actually higher than his overall which is like it's like him and Bo and nobody else that is doing that, and and Matt Chapman and Dalton Varsho, the biggest offenders when it comes to striking out, not coming through with runners in scoring position. But Vlad has done that for the most part. Now it hasn't been home runs. Uh, yesterday was a pretty large moment to do it with a home run late in the game uh, at a ballpark that it's ago. easy to hit a home run in. But no, he's going to be better than the garbage that we've seen for most of the season. That's like that's obvious. But yeah, does that still mean that? At the end of the year, like if he's an 850, 860 OPS guy with, with 29, 30 home runs, that I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. I am. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I just mm-hmm. – and, and it doesn't mean that he can't, he can't grow into that generational bat down the road because he's only 24. But, no, I, I expected mm. this guy to be like Ronald Acuna Jr., like Juan Soto, and he hasn't been that. That's all. Yeah. That was like you were basically Tom Wamsgans at the congressional hearings there, just, you know, tripping, I believe, and a lot of what could happen. That was a very political answer from you. I just wanted to know if the number one Vlad hater is starting to believe that he's like – not going to be better than average because that's that's actually the most telling thing. Arden did that with me yesterday with Vladdy where he went, even if he's not – even if he's not the MVP, Vlad, he's still a very good baseball player. I went, no, no, that's, that's not I, the... like that. That nothing makes me yeah. more angry than that because. But you're doing uh, the opposite. Have side you of seen it. his whole career? He's been an above average. Uh, great, yeah. got it. Like that's yeah. Again, we're comparing him to guys that have also entered the major leagues very young, but have looked like superstars right out of the gates. Like anyone yeah. paying attention to what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing, and like Fernando Tatis Jr. after being suspended for half a yeah. year. 
he's right back on track and Juan Soto like everybody talking about where the power went no he's back to being Juan Soto where is Vlad like and Vlad's worse than those guys and that's that's a high bar I get it 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 should be high yeah the uh, a season ago before Aaron Judge uh, broke the American League home run record which god I don't think any of us would know that if it was happened for any other team but before he did that Jeff Passan, who is one of the most respected writers in all of baseball, wrote a piece on the front of ESPN outlining who the best hitters in baseball were going into that year. And Vladdy was number one. Like, Vladdy was number one ahead of Mike Trout. That, right. that to me, remains the expectation, right? I, I'm just saying that this wasn't the take of dumb people that were just ba- – I shouldn't even say no. – just casual baseball fans that only watched the Blue Jays and thought, oh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the best hitter and he's going to be a generational talent. Like, we had Vlad Jr. Day where you and I were doing good show down at the ballpark for his first yeah. game as a Blue Jay. We watched him finish with the runner-up for the MVP season. We had basically all of baseball have the discussion of could he actually be the face? And what we've learned is that it's impossible to be the face because it's too regionalized. Like, even yeah. Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge can't be the face of all of baseball because in their market – Nobody cares. Like, they, they just do not care about what those guys are doing. But ultimately, you're right. I, that's what I'm trying to drive at here, though, is do you – are there indicators for you recently that make you believe that he is going to be that? Like, where is your if, – if we're doing the Elon Musk stock price, his stock has been going up lately. My yep. question is are you, like, buying it now saying it's going to continue to go up or do you think it's flat so you don't keep it? Like, you're the number no, one Vlad hater. Up. You're the hater, so that's what I'm saying. Is like, do you oh. think he's going to be a superstar? No, no, I mean, not this season. Like I said, I think he, he's going to be yeah. better, and I think at the end of the year, we're going to look at a guy that has an upper 800s OPS and has close to 30 home runs, maybe slightly above. Yeah. I mean, above 30 would be quite the power surge for him second half of the season. But no, do I think yeah. he's going to be like 950 with 40 bombs? Should be in an uh-huh. unbelievable second half. If he does that, by the way, the Blue Jays are very much in the playoffs, and That's the other thing. It's like you can point to different things this season that have gone wrong, and obviously the guy that was top five in American League Cy Young Award voting uh, being a zero this season is pretty big uh, swing and a a miss and like pretty big fly in the ointment. But Jays have had, I think, more than good enough performances from the other four starters, right? Like everybody's had their little bump Uh in the road, and and you can point to the starters ERA being kind of like middling. I don't care. Like watch the games. The no, starting no, no. pitching the starters is, is are not good. The, the starters problem. are good, yeah. And yeah, yeah, do they have occasional games where the bullpen doesn't look great? Sure. Like Jordan Romano comes into a tie game and gives up a first pitch uh, solo home run. Okay, that happens. He's been a very good reliever. Like the bullpen, not an issue for me. The number one mm. reason this, this, this team isn't where it wants to be is one guy, honestly. And it's the guy who's having a fine year. And yeah, for a lot of guys, they, they would... You know, push their grandmothers over to have the 790 OPS that Vlad had, right, before this hot streak. You came to that really quick. You came to that really quick because somebody really wants to push his grandmother over anyways and go on. Yeah, I have no living grandmothers, so it's really easy for me to say. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. uh, That's even kind of worse, you know. (laughs) If he he was even this guy that we've seen for the last week, week and a half, during that 11-game stretch against AL East opponents where they went 2-9, and Like, the, there were so many winnable games there, man. There were so many winnable games this season where they just needed one big hit. They needed a home run. I mean, how many games did they go without, like, a long ball? And he was just 
I mean, he had one against a position player in Tampa, right? We went like a whole month where it was like Kevin Biggio hurt and then came back and hit two home runs. And it's like Kevin Biggio has as many home runs as Vlad the last month. Like if, if, if we got this Vlad over that month, we'd be talking about a team that's 15 games over 500. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. He's the number one reason why they're disappointing this year. Okay, I, that you, you moved it to number one instead of the only reason. Because I was going to say, it's, it's really hard to say the only reason when guys you know, like Matt Chapman you know, you know what OPS number two is? 600 over two months. What? Okay, well, Matt Chapman's on the list. He might be number three. Well, Matt Chapman, o, his OPS plus the last two months was 48 and 59. Well, like, it's, yeah. it's, he's a nightmare. And, and go look at the guys with the most plate appearances with runners in scoring position. It's yeah. Dalton Varsho and it's Matt Chapman. And yeah, and, and I was going to say, they, they clearly got cleaned out in the Dalton Varsho trade, and he might be a guy who's better down the line or whatever. And yes, yes, he's great in the outfield. He's so good at defending the corner outfield spot. But yeah, he's been an absolute nightmare at the dish. Like, he, he doesn't catch runners with scoring position nope. basically ever. He's, he's, uh, been, he's been, even the other night, April, he struck he's out. Been, I mean, I think the biggest reason for pessimism is like outside of April this yeah. has been kind of the Dalton Varsho career stat line right like he's kind of yeah. doing what you should have reasonably expected him to do offensively and and maybe yeah. that's shocking for Blue Jays fans but yeah no Blue they, they traded for him on the strength of this incredible defense and be, being able to hit a, a few home runs um, but not be like in and on the strength of the home runs not really even the walkability be kind of a league average hitter and again, outside no. They of thought he was going to be above. They thought they were buying a guy low that was going to improve when that he didn't have to catch, he well, didn't have to worry about certain things. They were going to put yeah. him in a corner outfield, and he was going to become a bat who was going to hit for power at the Rogers Center. I'm not, I'm not forgetting the the goalposts on that one. Yes. Yeah, Kirk's been a nightmare. I, I went over all these things yesterday, but okay, let me ask you this: Do, do you think that the Jays are going to be a playoff team? Because I, that's the lead into the Vlad question: Is you know you said that he's going to have the improvement. He said that he's the number one reason why they're out of a playoff didn't spot let me right get now. To number two, but um, okay. Well, what's the number two then? This clean baseball garbage that we were sold on. The like, hey, this is a new yeah, team. Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is a baseball team that's not going to make outs on the bases, not going to screw up in the outfield. And yeah, by and large, the outfield defense has been better. But Great. and I know it's it's George Springer. He hasn't been a big offender, but like, yeah, okay, doesn't make the catch. It's a tough catch. Very, like hits his gloves. So you probably want to catch it, but like. And then just decides it's a foul ball, despite it being clearly in fair territory. And it's like, if not once a game, it's like once every three games you get something like that, which is, again, mind-bending considering uh-huh. how, how, how important that felt before the season and how much John Schneider was harping on it. We, we just see that routinely with this team. Yeah, I, I will say this. <laughs> about that is that I, I do think that there's a little bit more confirmation bias about the screw-ups that happen now in, in that regard. I, I don't know if they're happening more frequently or whatever. It's just that when you sell people on this team is going to be a mature baseball team and you trade Teoscar and Lourdes, who now Teo has completely turned around. He's mashing for the Mariners. I, my guess would be that Teoscar Hernandez is going to get a bigger return at the deadline than what the Jays traded for him. Uh, it's just very likely at this point, given what he's doing and that the deal is expiring. But you look at those two bats, how great would it be, actually? Why don't the Jays trade for Teoscar Hernandez? He's available. <laughs> he knows I mean, what the are market. they going to give up? Uh, Eric Swanson? Yeah. Yeah, give up a Eric Swanson. Adam, <laughs> yeah, like, actually, no. If you, if I'd, I'd give up Adam Mako for Teoscar Hernandez. I was gonna say, do you want Adam Mako back? He was, yeah, we, you can use him. Uh, anyway, so 
Would you really not trade Eric Swanson for Deir Oscar Hernandez tomorrow, given what the Jays' needs are, and he's your DH? I would 100% do that trade. Yeah, I mean, Swanson's been the most used reliever in this Blue Jays' sure. bullpen, right? He's, he's basically appeared in I like the Swanson. games they played. I like Swanson, but when he comes in, I don't feel like, oh, it's, it's night-night well, time. Lately, he's looked sure. a little bit more human. What? Yes. Yeah, he's gone through a blip recently, uh, say yeah. from uh, two days ago. But yeah, um, he, and he has term, right? Just like answer that's it. part of the acquisition. Sure, but would you do that trade tomorrow? Who cares? It's term. It's a relief pitcher. Like it's term. Yeah. Okay. The guy for was the pitching. Sake of argument, in... I would. I would trade Eric Swanson for for Teoscar Hernandez, and you know what? I, and then Come that on. allows me to throw Trevor Richards into the Eric Swanson spot, right? Because they do yeah. similar things, except Trevor Richards strikes out more guys. So yeah, He's better. Trevor Richards, new eighth inning man. Teoscar yeah. Hernandez, your DH against most yeah. opponents, and like yeah, Brandon Belt turns into a pinch hit. You know, yeah. occasional starter. I don't. I don't yeah. think I ever want to see Tay Oscar in the outfield. But yeah, I, no, I think Tayo is as the full time DH. Sign me up. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I think that this is correct. I think actually we just came up with something that Jay should do. <laughs> and then they, and then the Jays the get the safe face because they keep uh, Adam Mako. I yeah, mean, why, why exactly. Are, they won the trade. They won the trade. They why are got the Mariners Teoscar. doing this again? The, the Mariners are funding. They're because like, the we Mariners... need a, a, a setup man. Hey, hey. Well, I know we're selling off pieces, but uh, got to uh, acquire a setup man that we didn't feel was good enough in leverage last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> they they changed their mind. <laughs> You're allowed to change your mind. <laughs> they missed him. They watched him pitch for the Jays this year, and he did well in leverage, and they went, you know what? We were wrong about you, and there's term. That's what you say. You say the same things that the Blue Jays said when they acquired Swanson. No, I did read Morosi this morning, though, saying that the Cardinals are starting to shop their position players That's and that true. the Mariners are basically going to open up on a lot of guys, except for George Kirby is completely off the table. You, you know the Mariners players that are not going to be available, but yeah, Tate Oscar Hernandez is going to be a sexy deadline name. That That's happening. And he actually perfectly fits with the Blue Jays' need because if you okay, if you could say what's this team's number one need right now, wouldn't you say an awesome right-handed power bat? Sure, I mean somebody that hits for power, honestly. Somebody that hits, but just no. But you need a righty. You can't. You 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 can't add another left-handed bat to this lineup. Like it's just not. Where where are they going to play? Like you're not adding a lefty power bat, and then what? Belt comes out. Like that makes no sense. It's a right-handed power bat. 100%. 100%. But the thing is, yeah, it's it's weird, too, because this, this offense is, is what's holding this team back. Yeah. But you look at the nine projected starters against righties, right? Like, there's there's nobody that's that stands out outside of Matt Chapman after the month of April. But, like, yeah, you're not pulling Matt Chapman out of the lineup unless you are doing, no, like, Kirk the thing where you... Kirk stands out, too. I'm tired of people not mentioning Kirk. Kirk has been sure. abysmal. And yep. I've texted it to you, and I don't want to do it again because I did it with Arden yesterday. But no, Alejandro Kirk was supposed yes. to be You're right. a guy that they really thought was a plus, plus, plus offensive player. Of and he was DHing for the Blue Jays a ton last year. And now he, he flat yeah. out, he can only draw Getting walks. Eight. He cannot hit. He's yeah. got, Ben, do you know how many extra base hits he has in the last two months plus? Uh, two. Four. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also has now d- doubled uh, Gabriel Moreno in uh, Fangraphs War, by the way, uh, who's not starting anymore for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But yes, no, he's been in. This is a. a it was. I just I I was looking it up today. I thought it would be a nice little thing to throw in there. No, he's. I gotta been, tell you, I, I think Fangraphs War sucks. I'm a baseball reference war guy through and through. Uh, uh, depends for pitchers. 100. percent I agree with you. 100. Yeah. percent You know why? 
because Fangraphs War uses FIP. So it uses like yeah. for pitchers, it's like, hey, what you the runs you should have given up, and you gave up a bunch of runs, but you shouldn't have because you yeah. struck people out and yeah. and you didn't allow you uh, the balls in play, which is yeah. garbage. Where Baseball References uses Baseball Reference War for pitchers uses actual runs given up, earned runs given up. That's why like. Kevin Gossman is always at the very tippy top of the Fangraphs award leader yeah. board because, you know, strikes a bunch of guys out and doesn't allow a lot of balls in play. But yeah, as okay, far as uh, hitters, I'm fine with Fangraphs war. For, for all right, let's take a quick break because I, I want to pivot off the the Jays stuff with you. And like that, I, I'm starting to get a little nervous about them being a playoff team, but the, the oh, Angels yeah. I didn't injuries... answer that question. Do I get to answer well, that well, one? What do you think? Well, yeah, because you took it. I, I, where I think they got big it. issues <laughs> because the Orioles. I know they've come on hard times, but the Orioles are. Yeah. I think talent for talent better. better. Uh, yeah. I think the Yankees have done an incredible job without Aaron Judge keeping their head above water, and they got Carlos Rodon. I guess like it, it coming back maybe, and Aaron well, Judge. Is, and not to interrupt you, but they're they're going to also be way more aggressive at the deadline than the Blue Jays are going to be. Of course. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah, uh, the Astros are the defending World Series champions and have pitching on pitching on pitching. And yeah, I've been without Jordan Alvarez and, you know, still hanging in there. And they're above the Blue Jays in the standings right now. I mean, having the tiebreaker against them would help. And the Rangers have, like, a better offense. So, okay, you have to surpass one of those teams. Like, who's the obvious team? It's like, I don't know. The, the no, Yankees, maybe? No, like, there's there's no obvious spot for the Blue Jays to slot into the playoffs, which is insane. But, yeah, you have to pass one of those teams or, like, the Rays have to go on the losing streak of all losing streaks, which is which is not going to happen. So, no, I think it's God. very much like a possibility the Blue Jays miss the playoffs entirely. I think that your biggest hope, flat out, is Baltimore. I think that Baltimore yeah. hitting a bit of a wall as right. a young team – and then their front office going, we're still not getting aggressive at this yep. deadline. Like, we're not pushing in. You know why? Because they probably look at the Blue Jays a little bit as a harbinger of things to come and yep. go, hey, listen, these guys moved yep. out assets a little early, and it didn't end up working out for them. So why don't we just keep holding on, maybe even sell a piece or two like they did a year ago, and then see how this develops a year from now. Like, they're still in a wild card spot, right? And And yep. that's the thing that... I keep coming back to in all of this is I don't even care about teams making the wild card anymore. It's it's because there's too many wild card teams. Like now, it really is all about winning your division, and yep. Tampa's sort of run away with it. Baltimore's not catching them. They're more likely to fall out. They haven't been aggressive in the past. I could just I could see a scenario where they go. You know, we're falling into the away game territory, right? Like the Yankees pass us, yeah. Houston passes us. We're we with went the Blue through Jays. a half decade of losing a hundred yeah. games. We're going to trade one of yeah. those guys that we got. That's it, like one of the yeah. eight hundred prospects yeah. that we have that's for something that's going to allow us no. to maybe win two playoff games. Potentially, again, on the road. Like there, there's a good chance that they end up being the number three wildcard team and that they open up on the road. So to me, it's like Toronto is not in that spot. They are absolutely in the. We would kill for a wild card, you know. It's yeah. like we're people are we getting fired this. if we don't end yeah, up in ex- the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. We need to be here. We need to be here. Baltimore doesn't need it yet, and so I, I do think that it weirdly they're the team I like the most in terms of where you'd want to be positioned. And I love their team, and I do think that they're better than the Blue Jays, but they don't have the pitching for down the stretch. They're a younger team. Some guys might hit some walls. They're, they're still the one that I circle and go, you're the most likely candidate to be out of the playoffs, even though as it stands today, they sit at the top of the wild card. 
Yep. No, I think that's uh, for, uh, for all those reasons. I think I agree with you. Although, again, like even without adding, <laughs> they're still really talented, and all they have to do is just call another one of their incredible players up, and yeah, yeah they they bolster the lineup again. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's if you were gonna bank on one team and they have fallen on hard times, they just lost a series to the or they, they've lost two of the first three games in this Yankee series and mm-hmm. lost to the Twins before that and lost two out of yeah. three of the the Reds. So like they're kind of slumping headed into the break. But uh, yeah, that would be the team. Anyway, quick break. Let's come back. If you could only choose one to get dealt, is it Nylander or Siakam? Next. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, so my best bet streak on Twitter and Instagram, not yet to threads. Maybe someday to threads. Maybe if threads becomes... uh, Maybe if I keep getting followers on threads. I will say that it's it's really embarrassing how satisfied you feel getting all the new followers on threads. Like, ding, ding, ding. Because I don't know how to turn the notifications off. And so it's just like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, I'm so popular. When I stand up for threads, it's like... Do you do you want notifications? I was like, hells no. And oh, so, yeah. that oh, that's what you did. Anyway, I missed it. I missed it, and I just I've been getting notifications. Yeah, so many love followers. It. No, oh you God. love you love the threads. little dopamine hit that you. No, I hate it. No, I'm saying I do. I'm in, openly admitting it. Anyways, first yeah. of all, anybody who says that they don't enjoy those little things, those little pings on their phone, is wrong. That's why they're designed. Like Silicon Valley is designing it to manipulate you that way. So if it's not working, they're spending billions for nothing. You know, I'm rewarding those freaks for their work by feeling that serotonin drip whenever I get all those sweet, sweet followers. So, yeah, follow me on threads at JD Bunkus. Follow me on Instagram, same, and Twitter because, yeah, I'm putting my best bets there. It didn't, uh, well, it didn't happen yesterday because the Jays didn't play. And I, I liked the props against Lance Lynn. Belt has an incredible track record against them, and so does George Springer. So it's going to be Lynn that today is- again, right? Yeah, Lynn has given up an OPS over a thousand against lefties Dude. this season. It's like on pace to be one of the worst seasons ever against left-handed yeah. hitting in the history yeah. of the sport. So yeah, I would. I, I think would wait that uh, to get a hit. I think that if Varsho doesn't get a hit against Lance Lynn, that it has to be the Nathan Luke's thing again, where he gets pinch hit for for the. <laughs> or no, sorry, it was Big Earn that pinch hit for him. Ernie it's got to be another that, situation yeah. like that where they got to sit him down again. But no, I like Belt and I like Springer if it's Lynn again today. But I'll post some other picks on Twitter and Instagram, and yeah, hit me up anytime if uh, if you're betting, share it, like it, and then I'll be uh, sharing bonus picks. Okay, so I asked the question before, but this is the way I'm going to frame it because it's not just like. Which one would you trade if you could only – it's – if under this circumstance, under this premise, both guys are here for the next five years, okay, at least. Oh, so you're, you're, you're having to you're, – yeah, you're having to give oh, one of these two players – you're having to give one of the two players the extension. So it's not simply like, hey, which guy are you trading because of the assets back? It's actually kind of a good one because, okay, if you keep Siakam – you're basically admitting that you're going to give him some version of a supermax. That he yeah. Masai doesn't want to give it to him. Masai's been on record saying that he doesn't think that forwards. There's only a couple of forwards in the NBA that deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. Siakam, you would think they have a little bit of leverage considering he does want to stay here. He does want to have this be his team. But yeah, then the Raptors are stuck sort of in the middle with giving a 31-year-old that contract. Nylander, if you decide to pay him in this scenario, he... Uh, gets his 10 plus million dollars. He gets what he wants. 
and you walk him into the season and you've told everyone in the Maple Leafs organization that you are once again bending the knee to the superstars and giving the them everything that they no want here. Sense, though, because, How does like, it make no sense, though? How does it make no sense? There's no world where you can you can spend $10 million on William Nylander and re-sign Austin Matthews to $13 million and still there's have no world. Mitch, Mitch no Marner world. and, so you, and John So you're Navarre afraid to answer this question then, is that what no, you're saying? No, I'm not because I liked I, I liked the, the thought experiment, but yeah, the, yeah, the, so the cap play. stuff... Like I'm, I'm just thinking about philosophically. Like, what would I be more comfortable with? And it's William Nylander remaining a Toronto Maple Leaf than Pascal Siakam. Yeah, a guy who's an incredible success story, non-lottery pick, and all the developmental hurdles that he's overcome, and 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 beloved Raptor, and rightly so, and second best player on a championship team in 2019. But a guy who, when he's the best player, you're a 41 and 41 team. Like that doesn't sound so fun. Like that's all you need to know. Like, yeah, let's let's. Yeah. Uh, Pascal Siakam, what a player! Incredible. Again, all-time developmental player. story in the history of the sport. Um, I'd way rather see what the Raptors could be with the assets they acquire uh, from him in trade than running it back yeah. and thinking that Darko Ryakovich has the magic elixir to turn a 41-win team into a 50-win team with yeah. a guy who was pretty damn good a season ago. No, uh, trade Pascal but- Siakam for me. Yeah, but Benny, that's why I have to throw in the Nylander stuff and the fact that these guys are getting extensions. Because if it's just which of the two would you want to see traded, like the Raptors are further from winning by far. And so, like, I know people laugh at that because the Leafs are the Leafs, right? It's just an easy thing to dunk on. But the Raptors are further than the Maple Leafs are. And so... Just by that calculus alone, you would say, well, why would you trade the good player from the team that's good? So, yeah, we're keeping William Nylander. No, you need the secondary buzzer in order for this to happen, which is the the implication that there's going to be something down the line a little bit from this that, that could make this at least a question. And that is that Nylander and Siakam in this scenario are both getting what they want from a contractual standpoint moving forward. Like that these guys are tied into your team and there's not going to be any moving off of them. You've got to pick one. Because I'm with you. All the You just outlined every single reason with Siakam. And it's a no-brainer. Like, And it's even funny, the Grange report of the older Siakam and Fred and the older guys being frustrated with yeah. the younger guys. Like, First of all, let me as an old man just say, I immediately side with the old guys. I read that report. I, it could have been like, Fred and Pascal were hitting those guys in the locker room every day, <laughs> stuffing them in lockers, you know, doing horrible things. And I would have said, what did those evil youths do to them to force their hands into this behavior? They could have been like full Richie Incognito bully mode, and I still would have been like, these guys are right. The olds are right. So I'm nervous about the Raptors' future because I feel like they have bratty youths. Also, it was interesting reading the Grange piece because – He's like, oh, they they were frustrated with the young players. I was like, that sounds like one guy. That sounds like the young players. Like all the the young yeah. players who like didn't play, who were like weren't a yeah. factor in the team yeah, at all, exactly. or like the one. They were like, oh, Malachi Flynn, enough is enough. <laughs> sitting there on the bench watching. <laughs> us they play. had enough of Delano Benton <laughs> trying to carve out an NBA career. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think know. We, we know what we're talking about here. I got to say, though, reading that, and I know Grange doesn't name names, right? This is a good thing. But reading that, Scotty Barnes, the whole thing with him is supposed to be Mr. Vibes, right? He's Mr. Yeah. Cool Vibes. And it's just like, yeah. if the winners in Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam 
you know, get frustrated with you a lot, that's not a great sign for me. And I said this a million times last year, and people got really pissed off about it, but games I would go to and just even watching on TV, but especially being there for the games because you can watch him during the timeouts and you can watch him just like the way, like you can just choose to watch him. Scotty Barnes' body language last year was grade A, top tier, as bad as it can possibly be in the NBA. Like, from a complainer standpoint, from just a million different angles of it. And I went, ah, this is the energy vibes guy, huh? Because not to me all the time. Anyway, uh, yeah, I would – I don't know which guy I would trade given the circumstance. I think that it's still Siakam because you have to pivot at some point. Um, But my fear with the Siakam thing is now all of a sudden it feels like the Raptors are – like they were like the holdout team. We're not trading anybody for any kind of good price. And you look at what superstars have gone for, and now Siakam feels like he's falling into the like the Damian Lillard thing where they're going, well, he's going to go to this one team, and it's going to be for like a couple of first-round pick-ish guys, some depth picks, and then a salary. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. It, we held on to Siakam all this time just to get no. the 13th pick well, from that's, Atlanta, that's Cody Bufkin, and a first? Where- no, I know. You're in a market where it's like Dame is going to be traded. And, like, who knows? I mean, the, the James Harden thing, I guess, has bounced back to, like, right. hey, maybe the Sixers are they're cool and, like, all I the pictures know, yeah. of them, like, hanging out at the, the party with the white outfits or whatever. So maybe that's not going to happen. But maybe, like, James Harden party. is, is on, on the market. Like, yeah, so you're going to be the, the bronze medal for somebody out there and, and all the assets that are moving around, you're going to get the third most for your guy, like it seems like for a for a team that likes to, yeah, absolutely push the limit on return and trade, this seems like not the ideal time to be moving off of your your star player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I feel about this too, but it's with both teams. Like if I, I feel as though yeah. Masai Ujiri so still has in in the NHL too, right? Like yeah, like you look at like six and a half million bucks, but yeah, for somebody to take that on and then to get better for this coming season, I, I don't know how I see it. I mean the solution to all of this is like you frame John Tavares for murder and then like he his, his number just comes off the books. No. <laughs> oh okay, I didn't think you were thinking about it. You're like, how do we do uh, that? Like No, because he's got a good family, you know? He's <laughs> I don't want to see <laughs> I can't have that. He's a family man. He's so close too. He's dude. Put framing John Tavares for murder with one season left. Is it one after this one where the contract is like? It's like that's like those movies where it's the cop is on the last week of the job and you know they're gonna get shot. (laughs) It's like it's my final week on the job. You're like just get Tavares there to the finish line. We don't need to frame him for murder. He's almost there. Yeah. um, To me, the the bigger cultural damaging point would be giving Nylander ten million bucks. So as the the, only, the the issue I have with Nylander with the ten million is that I actually don't really mind him around that number. All things considered, like had Timo Meyer gotten more, had Pierre Luc Dubois gotten more, I would have said, oh okay, like fine, slot him in there. But the fact that these guys keep comparing themselves to one another, and you have this, you know, just what is it? The, uh, what's the multiple head Hydra? You have just this yeah, Hydra of guys where they're all, you know, trying to outgrow the other head when it comes to the money. And, yeah, they're biting at each other, and they care about the money so much. I, I think it does need to end somewhere. And now that the Marner deal is way harder to move, I think that Nylander just kind of becomes the sacrificial lamb. And then the warning shot to Marner a year from now, like, hey, if this doesn't work out, mm. sorry, buddy, but 
yeah, like this, the same thing's going to happen with you. Like we're going to be in a summer where we explore and really try to move you. I, I kind of think in a weird way it is Nylander. Like he's the more urgent guy to move if he won't come off of his number. Or you just play it out, man. Like honestly, like I, I no, think you can't do that. You can't keep doing the own rental thing, man. You go down the list. Of, it's so funny. The Raptors fans, and I'm one of them, who is, like they're upset that Fred VanVleet walked for like a basically nothing package. And Fred Van Vliet at the deadline, and I've always said this, they should have shopped him earlier and they still should have taken something, but like they mistimed it, they miscalculated it, they deserve criticism. But ultimately, Fred Van Vliet was being offered like Luke Kennard and some trash from the Clippers, and people are mad about it. With hockey, if you trade guys at the deadline, you get the, you get the moon. You get everything. It's the dumbest league on earth. Look at what Tanner Janot just went for. And the Leafs, you go down the list of the players Dubas let walk, and people are like, Dubas is the greatest GM the Maple Leafs ever had. It's like, no. <laughs> so you can't do that with William Nylander. Anyways, we got to wrap this thing up. We've only got a minute left. But, yeah, uh, there's that's the one scenario the Toronto Maple Leafs cannot do that I've seen floated out there is the whole, why don't you just own rental William Nylander and see how it plays out? Like, no. And especially having Trey Living, who just watched this happen with Johnny Goudreau and literally said the one thing he learned from that was that he's never going to let it happen again. So, yeah, fat chance about that scenario. That's the least likely of them all. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave five stars. Again, you can follow uh, at Sportsnet Ben. Is that where you took over to Threads, too? No, I just kept my Instagram okay. uh, account name, which was BNS01. Nice, nice. Yeah, sick. Anyway, enjoy, the t- enjoy lying to yourself that you don't enjoy getting all those Threads followers. Anyways, <laughs> Twitter for life. We'll see you next week.